0: Welcome to the podcast of Rainbow Family Christian Center with Pastors Horace and Patricia Drumming. We would like to thank you for joining us today, and we pray that you are impacted, inspired, and encouraged by the Word of God. Let's check out today's message. Jesus, a hand clap, amen. Put your hands together for him, not for me. I'm just a vessel that he wants to work through this morning. And we thank him, so let's just pray. Father, we do thank you for a wonderful entry into a new year, the second day of it. And Father, it seemed like last year was just a blur because it went by so fast for many of us. But a lot happened in 2021. And like Yinka was just describing to us, 2020, we tried to encourage this congregation get a focus. Get a clear focus on where you're going. In 2021, we tried to say, you know, nothing ever that we consider great in the human sphere of things is ever achieved by just one person. It's in unity. It's in coming together. And your word says, Lord, oh, how good and how pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. And I believe that this year has a theme that is basically saying we're going to lay aside every weight. We're going to lay aside every sin that has really beset us so that we can, This says he was sharing, we can run this race with a patience with peace, and with a plan from God. And Father, this morning, as you launch us, as you allow us to hear a sound that says go, and that sound from heaven says go ye, but Lord, the sound from the world says stop ye in some way I feel like it instills fear and not faith but God let faith arise in your people this year let faith arise in your church this year let there be a boldness in us let there be a courageousness in us just as you shared with Joshua in his day when Moses the servant of God had passed on everybody was sitting Everybody had taken a pause, but God was encouraging his people, get up, because we are about to cross this Jordan. Father, I believe that we are about to cross another Jordan in our day. It has stopped a lot of people. It has caused a lot of people to sit on the banks, sit in the byways and the, and the highways, and not be motivated to move anymore. But God, I thank you for a great getting up morning. I thank you for a great getting up year this year yes. where your church will arise and shine and show forth the glory of a great God. And we'll let the light of Jesus shine so bright that our entire city won to Christ and we'll see his kingdom come and we'll see only his will being done here on the earth just like it is in the heavens. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, good morning to all of you. Good morning to those that are here presently. Good morning to those that are joining us virtually. And thank God for saying in the very beginning, Happy New Year to you. And may, may it be joyful. It may it be just filled with the joy of the Lord. If you have your Bibles with you this morning, I will invite you in the 27th chapter of the book of Acts. Acts chapter 27, we focus in on verses 20 through 32 this morning. I believe that God is wanting to show us something this morning that we've got to get anchored in. Say, "My soul is anchored." Soul is anchored. No, shout it out. My soul, My soul is anchored." Those of you from you would know that there's a soul, the song that says, "My soul you've got to have an anchor. And I, I don't know about you. if you've ever been on a ship before, you realize that ships have more than one anchor. Ships have more. Large ships have more than one anchor. It's in order to hold them, because they know that a wind is coming, they know that there is going to be... Us. And in the midst of the turbulence, God wants you to be able to be anchored. In the midst of struggle, in the midst of trouble, in the midst of trials and tribulation, God wants his people to be anchored. Say, my soul anchored this morning. This morning, God wants you to get that as the start of your year. That you won't say, well, you know, they're saying this about the Omicron. They're saying this about this situation or that situation. What you will be focused on is the fact that I'm rooted, I'm grounded in Christ. And no matter what weapons are being formed in this year and any day, I'm surrounded. And I'm surrounded with His favor. And it's like a shield for me. How many of you know that God has given you a shield? God told you you have a shield because fiery darts are being fired at you. God told you to use the shield, and he said the shield is called faith. And he said to you, with this shield, walk. Didn't tell us to sit down. He says, walk by faith. What will you do? You will see various things in 2022, just as you saw things in 2021. But he said, I don't want you to walk by your sight, I want you to walk by your faith. That's what's made us different. That is what makes you a peculiar person. Yeah. You, you, you realize that when we look at people of greatness, you know, in a few weeks now, there will be a federal holiday. It will be MLK, Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday celebration. It won't always fall on his birthday, but it's a federal holiday. And we who saw him, we who lived in that age that when he was talking and he was encouraging, we realized that this was a man of God. This was something special about this man. But one of the things that we do remember is Martin Luther King saying, I'm not fearing Anything? Do you realize that there are a lot of times people are going to tell you to stop and you shouldn't? There are times when people will say, draw back, and, and you know by the Spirit of God, I cannot draw back. Somebody shout with me, I cannot draw back. There's a song that I say that I can't go back to the way that it used to be. I used to live in fear. I used to live in doubt. I used to live in a way where I could never really come out like what God wanted me to do. But when you know Jesus, folks, this is what it's all about. When I know Jesus, yea, do I walk through the what? The valley? and And it feels like that. Every time somebody says, there's almost 400,000 cases being reported, you feel like it's the valley of death. But God says, know what David knew at that moment in his life. My God's leading me. My God's leading me. And yea, though I have to walk through it, I'm not fearing it. I'm not any man, is what Martin Luther King said. I'm not fearing evil. Because I know that by faith, my God will pull me through. Somebody say, God will pull me through in 22. God will pull you through in 22. Because what you're going to do, what we're going to do, is going to be you, Jesus, in 2022. If you found the book of Acts, I want you to read, and you're going to find that key that we're talking about in the Scripture, about anchors. So as the Scripture reads, it says in verse 3, since the summer stars appeared for many days, and no small storm was assailing us, from then on, all hope of our save was gradually abandoned. Now, I don't want to go any further than that, Elizabeth, for I want to go back to Scripture, because I'm going to talk you through this Scripture. I, I, I've been reading, I've been soaking in it, and what you have here is the fact that Paul has been put on trial. Paul has been of fellow leaders. No leader like it was with the time when Jesus was brought before. They ain't any wrongdoing, but how you know people like to pass the pastor buck? So Paul is now being shipped to Rome, but nobody. Gripper is saying, "I don't know what to do with this guy." Do you realize that when you're walking for Jesus, you ain't gonna know what to do. When you're doing things that seem extraordinary and of the ordinary, people are not going to know what to do with you. But God is telling you, press on. Press on. Press on. You have to press on with the plan of God. Eagl said it so eloquently this morning that you remember when he said, this is a race. And Paul said, I fought a good fight. And he told us what the good fight is. He says, it's a good fight of what? Faith. He says, i run this race. I have finished. my And everything that you learn about the character of this is that you finish. You finish. You don't get stopped in the middle. You don't get blocked. if it's a mountain, we believe that the mountain will have to move. Even if it's an ocean that they're facing. Even Paul himself said to them, this is not the time to sail. How many of you know every now and then people don't want to listen to what God is saying? Somebody probably said to Paul, You're not a meteorologist. We're going to listen to the meteorologist. Some people will say to me, Pastor, You're not a scientist, you're not a doctor. But let me tell you, I know somebody before the scientists knew for what they knew. I know somebody who knew before Abraham a doctor was ever born. Nothing wrong with being a scientist. Nothing wrong with being a doctor. But what is important is that you be a child of God, that you listen to the voice of God, and the Bible says, and the voice of a stranger. You won't follow that. You are only following what you hear from God. Say, I hear God. And why, why do you hear God? Because the Bible says you hear him. No matter whether you're going to take heed to it, though. He says, my sheep know what? My voice. And the voice of a stranger, they won't follow. Folks, this is in the year 2022. Make sure you are gods. Make sure that you are about God. Make sure that you acknowledge God all your ways. In The direction that you go, you'll know it is God-leading. And does God lead us through the valleys and the shadows of death? Absolutely. Does God take us out onto sometimes what looks like stormy seas? Absolutely. Do, do Christians face trials and tribulations? Absolutely. So Paul is facing something now. They have said to Paul, you, we're, we're going to take you. We were told to take you to Rome. We know that this is eventually where Paul would live out his life. He would be put in a dungeon. My friend from Israel is wanting us to come back. He says, I really want to take you on this journey and trace Paul's footsteps. And I feel like I need to do it because I believe that we need to look at footsteps so that we can know that our steps likewise are being ordered by God. I mean, you know, you have to look back so that you sometimes can go forward. How many of you drove here this morning? Did you use your rearview mirror? I'm pretty sure if you were a good driver, you did. You look back, because that's a part of the factor to help you to go forward at the speed that you need to go. I mean, you know, when you look back and you see somebody changing over into the lane you want to change on, that means what? I'll wait. Danger is in that lane. How many of you know if you see somebody speeding up behind you, sometimes it might require you, if it's possible, to move to the right lane. Because if you're like me, I think I'll just let that fool go right by me. All right now. Don't let need to let him ride up on my bumper. I mean, you know, every now and then you watch people on their phone and you know, they're all up in my lane. Yeah. They got theirs, half of theirs, and half of mine. And so that times it tells you, slow down. Because you're focused, but they're not. So Paul knew that he was focused, but he also realized that the people weren't. And they were determined to do what they were going to do, and danger was facing them. So we go further, and it says, they didn't see the sun nor the stars for many days. How I many of you know that's a gray and a cloudy day? When you can't see the stars, yesterday I was looking out, and I shared it with Pat when, at one point, point. I said, I've seen the sun today. Just been cloudy. How I many of you know the sun is still there shining, though? Anybody ever get in an aircraft and you left on a rainy, cloudy day, and when they reached the elevation and the height that they needed to reach with that plane, you could see the sun. You looked down and you saw the thickness of the cloud, but when you looked up, you could see the silver lining as we talked about. Folks, that's what God is wanting you to know. There is a God that is still seated on the throne. There is Jesus who is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he is making intercession for us. You just got to get anchored in him. So they hadn't seen the stars. They hadn't seen the sun, and it says it's been many days. No small storm was assailing. Do you understand what he's trying to say? Man, the waves were high the sea was rough. How many of you ever been on a ship and, 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 and they get, had large waves? I laughed at my wife one time. You know, when I we would go on cruises every other year. I think we probably went on 16 to 20 cruises. And, and I'm not an evening person when it comes to cruises. I generally, I'll have dinner at around six o'clock and I go to my room. I like to get a balcony on a ship, and I like to just go out. I love the fact that when we get away from the smog and all of the filth that's in the atmosphere, you can literally see it, almost like you can reach out and touch a balcony, and I think I get some of my best messages and some of the best communication with God. But Ms. Pat and some of the ladies, some of you ladies from church, y'all like to hang out a little bit. I'm not saying that they are doing anything sinful, but they like to hang out. They like to kind of see the sights and see the various amenities of the ship. I don't care about none of that. Just give me rest. Just give me rest. So one night, we were out, and man, the ocean was rough. (laughs) And it wasn't long. I saw my wife coming back into our cabin, man, because it was rocking. And we're talking about boats that are... 85,000 tons we're talking about a huge boat i won't get on a small boat <laughs> it's got to be huge miss mabel i remember those days when you and mr alfred would sit those cruises up and i would have these conversations to, to, to alfred and i said if it's a small ship alfred i am not going <laughs> it's got to be huge i don't want to feel the wave." but how many of you know no matter how big the ship there are waves that sometimes come that will rock the largest of ships. Yeah. There are things I'm telling you that's coming in 2022 that's tended, intended to rock you. Your soul is gonna have to be anchored. Yeah. I laughed because Miss Pat said to me, she said I was passing by one of the rooms and she said the piano slid. <laughs> so she said, I, I I I I I came back to the room. I'm out of here. But when your soul is anchored, you don't have that. To, and not, I would have done the same thing that Ms. Pat did in, in that situation. When it comes to the spirit, you just know, God's not let me go. Say, so my life is in your hand. Your life is in his hand, and God's got you. Remember when Peter was at the point where he thought he was thinking, and he cried out, help? What did God do? Reached, grabbed him. He had him by the hand. God's got you by his hand. You know, some of us sang a song years ago that said, he's got the whole world in his hand. He's got you and me in his hand. Yeah. Folks, in 2022, realize that God's got you in his hand. Paul knew this, and Paul is trying to say this to all of the others. And from then on, Paul being saved was Gradually abandoned. That always causes my heart to sink. That because the devil feels like he can put enough pressure on you that all hope will gradually be abandoned. I wanted to play a song by Israel Hoffman this morning, but it's long. It was very long. But the song he. Sang it so vibrantly in South Africa. I am not Somebody say that. Put your hand over your heart and say, I am not forgotten. Am not forgotten. God knows your name. You are not forgotten. I don't care what time. You have leaped from 21 to 22, and God knows you, and you are not forgotten. Paul knew he was not forgotten, though he's looking around and he realizes the people around him. Hope is gradually being abandoned. When I looked at 2021, and I looked at this congregation, I realized, sitting in the midst of this congregation, hope was gradually abandoning. Was saying, "There's no hope for me. There's no help for me." thing is out of control. How I many of you know Jesus still has everything in control? Amen. Amen. Yes, he, he has everything in control. Yes, he what he's trying to get the church is not to fall into what you are experiencing even from this one scripture, fear. How I many you know the opposite of fear is what? Faith. You gotta walk in faith. Yes. You gotta walk in faith. It perhaps comes without me saying it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Where does faith come from? Hearing. Folks, this is why my emphasis is always so strong about. Do not omit being in Bible study. Your faith is going to get stronger as you hear more of the word of God. Some of us don't realize that our faith is gradually being abandoned because we're not hearing enough word how many of you remember Joshua they're sitting by a river called the Jordan River and they're sitting there and have been sitting there for a number of days why one their hope probably was in one individual Moses they really weren't on Jehovah Jehovah and God makes a direct statement to Joshua. He said, Joshua, my servant. Come on, you got that? What was Moses? A servant. He's a servant. God? He's God all by himself. Who is Lord? He's Lord all of, by himself. Who is king? He's all king by himself. So he said to him, Moses was a servant. Perhaps a good servant, but he's dead. And then God gives him a charge. You and this people, get up. Yeah. And go to the other side. Say, I have, I have a promise. Say it again, I have a promise. This is what we preached about last week, remember? Promise. Caleb said, give me my promise. I'm not fainting. I'm not abandoning the faith. Give me a promise. Yes, God is like concerning. the big promise that He's made for you. How I many you know? God says you're gonna have what? Life. And you're gonna have it what? When are you gonna have it? Now. In 2022, life is not gonna get worse for you. Life says it's getting better. Come on, stand up to your feet and just the Lord off from me and say, it's getting, better. it's getting better, it's getting better, it's getting better, it's getting better, it's getting better. Some people think that everything is about to get worse. No, it's about to get better. Because you are anchored, your soul is anchored in the Lord. You shall not be moved. No weapon formed against you, will you prosper? Because if the Lord be for you, you know it. Sit back down real quick. I've got where I need to get to. Let's go on now, Elizabeth. You ready for the next one? Next, Next verse, 21 says, And when they had gone a long time without food, then Paul stood up in their midst and said, Men, you ought to have followed my advice and not to have set sail for Crete and incurred this damage and loss. I'm just going to say this about this particular verse. Go back. I'm going to take my time, so you're going to have to just do them as I I give you the signal to proceed. Folks, this is going to be a year. I was here at the altar yesterday morning. Uh, We went home probably about 1 o'clock on New Year's Day, 1 o'clock a.m. I didn't sleep. I was wide awake at 4 o'clock. started to jump on the leap line at five o'clock I said no I don't want to seem like a a domination but I I I just enjoy the fact that I know that people are up and people are preparing and people are getting ready to pray and so about I guess a little after five I was here at the altar again and and the Lord says, this is going to be a year where you're going to have to do a lot of counsel And one of the things that I know about counsel is that not everybody understands the value of counsel in their life. How many of you know the scripture says there is what, safety in what? And a multitude of counsel. It's not just gonna be me. There are many leaders in this church that you're gonna have to help pastor, counsel people. There's gonna be so much need for counsel this year that I cannot do it all by myself. I will require leaders to step up and give counsel some of us as leaders and this is not a criticism it's just an observation some of us as leaders we were like deer in the headlight when 2020 came when 2021 came it was almost like we didn't know what we were going to do and we stopped you, you just stopped didn't fulfill all of the things that I knew that we as a church could fulfill how many of you know a pastor can't make anybody do anything this has got to be an act of your will. I can't make you show up. I can't make you show up on time. I can't make you, uh, I can't get your creative juices flowing. You just got to get in the presence of God. Some did. Some just stayed steadfast. You know, God gave us witty inventions and creative ideas. How many of you have ever heard of a Zoom before COVID? And all of a sudden you were Zooming. Yet the word virtual almost became a part of your vocabulary. Because we were living, but even in the midst of that, God is saying, "I don't want you to lose the focus, though. You're not a leader just for the sake of having a title. Yeah. Leadership really doesn't happen until <laughs> you really have crisis, and then you see who steps up and who steps back. You begin to see a separation, the wheat from the a true leader rather than just a person who has a title." True leaders reach out. Look, anybody ever been on a ship? Even everybody that's there on the deck with the captain, they're reaching back to the captain. Captain, this is happening. Captain, anybody ever watched Star Trek? <laughs> I'm a Trekkie. But you ever notice that when they were on the bridge? I'm going to go way back to the beginning. Captain. What was my sister's name? uh, uh, Say it again. Devorah? Devorah? Ahura. Ahura. Thank you. But anytime something was happening, she would say, Captain, this is happening. You know, Scotty would be always, (laughs) it's going to blow, it's going to blow, it's going to blow. But he was giving feedback. This has got to be a year of great feedback coming from leadership. I'm just on that. Just, you might even call it an announcement. Leaders, I'm, I'm going to be reaching out to you this week. I need to talk to you. God, God talked to me for a long time. I wrote a lot of things down yesterday. There are some things that's going to have to stop. By show of hand, how many of you go to the bookstore? And that's less than 2%. We might need to just close that down. Just do inventory. Take hold of the books that are in there. I believe that we could use that building or that room for some more to help reach more people for the kingdom of God. If we're not going to reach it there, we got to have to be focused on people. Whatever we're called to do, and you know, the Lord said to me, He says, evaluate everything and see why should. I? How many of you realize that when a plant is dead, there's no need of watering it anymore, is it? I mean a plant is dead. There's no need of you saying, I'm gonna go get me some new topsoil and put some new topsoil. You're just gonna have new topsoil. You're not gonna have a plant. There are things, I believe, in the body of Christ that God wants us to prune. I'm a farm boy. And there are sometimes you have to prune. There are some times when my daddy would look at the tree and he said, We're gonna have to uproot this tree. Why do you uproot a tree? Because it's not producing anything. Look at what Jesus did, a tree that was supposed to be giving figs but it wasn't producing any fruit he says cursed yeah. cursed by the root now, I ain't going to curse nobody I'm gonna get it all twisted up in here but there are some things that have to be uprooted because 2022 has to be about people who see it's all about you Jesus and everything that they're doing how does this go I it got on me real tough yesterday morning and when I was in prayer I kind of uh, revealed the Lord says, you haven't talked about vision much. I mean, what's the vision of this church? And that's just what the Lord's saying. Say, there are many people that are sitting in the midst of you who don't even know why I raised this church up. They don't even know why this church is called Rainbow. They don't see the visual that I gave you, and I worked with you for thirty days. God, I'm talking about me. God worked with me for thirty days, same dream for thirty days, same color, and it was that cross. It was that cross of multicolors. And God says, in a sense, you kind of have pushed that in the background right now. Folks, God told us to build a community bridge over the cultural divide. January 6. Speaks of cultural divide. Marching in the streets. So-called Black Lives Matter. Cultural divides. Immigrants at the border. Some saying, don't let them come in. Others advocating, let them come in. Cultural divide. This is our country. No, nothing belongs to you. You brought nothing in this world and you can surely take nothing out. Every nation has been strengthened through immigration. Those that wouldn't, you don't see the great strength because this is not a nation that can survive just being exclusive our strength has come from being what inclusive how many of you know that God included Paul Paul said, this that's how a Christian's attitude is I became all things to all people so that I might reach or win one that's what rainbow was created for Somebody said, why don't you change the name of this church? Do you know what rainbow means? I said, no, you don't know what rainbow means. I know that the L, B, G, T, Q, and whatever alphabets I left out think that that word belongs to them, but that word belongs to Jesus. How many of you know that after Noah pleaded for a number of years, come in, come in, come in, but a great flood did come. How many of you know that God gave a sign? What was the sign? It was a rainbow. If you ever been reading the book of Revelation and you want to see what the end is going to be, the Bible tells us there is a rainbow behind the throne of God. There has to be a rainbow of humanity in the land that's doing the plan of God. Too many people want to say, I belong to the black church, or I belong to the, 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 the Spanish church, or I belong to the white church. For God ain't looking for none of that. All of that's gonna fall down when Jesus comes again. All of this denomination will fall down when Jesus comes again. You aren't gonna be able to stand before God and say, I'm a Baptist, or I'm a Pentecostal, or I'm a cruisermatic. Oh, I'm sorry, charismatic. God's gonna ask you, are you Christian? God's not going to look for me with some title. Oh, I was bishop this, I was apostle this, I was this or that. God's going to ask me, were you a Christian? That's why it's so important for us to leave some stuff behind now. And get to the main thing now. And get your souls anchored in the Lord in 22. Some of us go to church not for the right reason. Some of us go because my mama go there. You got to go because God called you there. Some people go because my friends go there. You can't go everywhere your friends go. You got to go where God is calling you to. And in 2022, God's calling. And you know, the Bible says, many are chosen, or many are called rather, but few are chosen. Why? Why do you think that many are called, but you only get to choose a few? because when the calling comes there's not always a responding to the calling I sense God was calling people in 2021 but I don't sense that a lot of people were saying yes Lord folks when I put playlists together the playlist always is attached to my message we sang a song that says yes Lord yes Lord yes Lord My life is in your hand. Whatever way you want to lead me, God, I'm going that way. Whatever place you want to take me, God, my answer will be yes. Whatever you desire me to do this year in 22, Lord God, though it may seem impossible, though it may seem hard, though it may seem difficult, though it may be like I'm the only one? Am I the only one? Even if you are the only one, my answer will be, yes, Lord. Amen. Yes. Yes to your will. Yes, yes to your way. And yes, every day. Yes, now the day that I'm looking to take off, I, 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 I often think about leaders. What if I, I, I just call up in the morning and say, I'm taking the day off today. I, I, I'm not going to show up today. Wouldn't you consider that a level of failure on my part? Just be truthful. If you showed up this morning and I laid up in my bed because I'm taking a day off. I I like the way my father instilled a principle of value in me. He said, son, you don't retire. Whatever God has called you to, you don't retire. You be faithful to the end. And I'm thankful that my father could see and know this concerning ministry. And though he says, God hasn't called me to be a minister. God didn't call me to be a deacon. God didn't call me. All God called me to do is be a Christian. He says, son, I believe he did call you. And you need to be faithful. Leaders, whatever God has called you to do, be faithful in it. Do you realize that this is what's happening with Paul? He's being faithful for what God has called him to do. How many of you remember when Jesus said, I could have called 10,000 angels and they would have come to my rescue. But he stayed, what, faithful to what God has called him to do. And God was calling them to that cross. To die for your sin. To die for my sin. To die for our sin. And he stayed faithful. You remember that he fell to, his, to the ground. They whipped him all night long. He's bleeding And I'm sure he lost a lot of blood all through the journey that he had to make to what is called Golgotha. And Golgotha means the place of skull. He was on his way to a place of skull, a a place where he would lay down his life. Because he had told him, you can't take it, I'll have to lay it down. But he was faithful. And then in the end he could say with a gratefulness, it is finished. This is something this year. If God has called you, you're going to have to do it to the glory of God until it is finished. No mediocrity. No mediocrity this year. Somebody, if you understand what I'm saying, just raise your hand to God and say, Lord, you will not have a mediocre Christian. I will not live with mediocrity. Folks, I, I, I'm telling you, there's something that I really, it just irks me when I see mediocrity. It's with all of our heart. It's with all of our soul. It's with all of our strength. Why? Because we're doing things heartily. And what the Bible says, you do it heartily as unto who? You're not doing it unto Pastor Horace. You're not doing it as unto Rainbow Family Christian Center. You are doing what you do heartily as unto who? Because that's who you are stand it for. It's not about whether you will stand or sit in my office and, 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 and talk to me about how well you have served. It's about how you will stand before God. You know, Paul had the audacity to say, and I think it with all grace, I please God. Are you bold enough to say that kind of, make that kind of statement? I please God. And every Christian ought to be bold enough to say that when you have done what you've done to the glory of God. I please God. You should be able to lay down in your bed at that night and say, today I please God. How did you please him? You walk by faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please him. And if you walk by faith that day, the word was nigh you. Even in your mouth. Whatever you were facing that day, the word was ordering your steps and setting your conversation aright. Whenever you wanted to, as it were, give a person a piece of your mind, you held your peace until you had a word from the Lord. Folks, this year, you move through your year, don't you say a word until you have the word from the Lord. Because a lot of time, many of us have said words that we wish we could have taken back. How many of you know, words have significance to them. The Bible says the worlds were framed by what? The word of God. Come on. <laughs> let's, let's, let's go. Next script, please. Yet now I urge you. Paul, Paul says you should have done it but you did it. So he says we're going to move on. So whatever you did in 2021 that you know wasn't right with God you ask him to forgive you. That's all you can do. And the Bible says he's faithful and just to forgive you. Amen. Other people may not forgive you. But God will. Other people may not understand. That moment of failure in your life. But God does. And all you can do at that point. Is what Paul is encouraging him. Yet now I urge you. Keep up your courage. For there will be no loss of life among you. But. But. Only of the ship. Do you understand what he's telling him? Ship going to sink. But you're not going to die. But you need to be, remember what he said to Joshua? He said to Joshua, be what? Just be bold and. Folks, it's going to take courage to go through 2022. What you're going to hear, what you're going to see. I mean, think about the fires in 2021. Think about tornadoes. Think about things that just happened, boom, in a moment. Brother Barry was calling me the other day, or I don't think he called me. He, he was actually having a conversation with me, and he said, did you realize that they had an earthquake in your little town in South Carolina? I said, no, I didn't. You know, like most of us, we Google in. Sure enough, earthquake. How many of you remember when we had an earthquake right here in Washington, D.C.? The monument is still affected by it. In a moment, folks. How many of you know the Bible says God is going to come like a what? A thief in the night. But I love the fact that people who read beyond that portion says, but that won't happen for you. Do you know? You will be one of those people kind of like we had a neighbor one time they have now moved out of the neighborhood but at the time i don't care what pulled up in the street that neighbor's blind opened up i remember one time we went on a trip and i asked one of my sisters i said come to my house i didn't ask them the mail carrier to stop my mail i just asked them to pick up the mail i said come and check on the house and pick up the mail and they said sure we will i forgot to tell my neighbor Every time they came, he wrote the time down, the date down. They they had two different cars, and they pulled up in two different cars on a different day, and he wrote the tag number down. (laughs) You have to appreciate that because that is a good neighbor. That is a good neighbor. How many of you know uh, God is even a better neighbor than State Farm? (laughs) You didn't pick that up, but that's all right. God is a good neighbor. He'll be a friend that sticks closer than a friend. Amen. Amen. Say, I am, not I am not forgotten. God will never leave you. That God will never forsake you. And He's just telling them, you just have to have courage. You have to be courageous to know that you're not going into this battle alone. How many of you know that the Hebrew boys knew that they were not going into the fire alone? And there was a fourth man that showed up in that furnace. I mean, you know, Daniel knew that he wasn't going alone. You know, that Esther knew that God was going to bring them out. The enemy was planning for their demise and for uh, literally their annihilation. But God was going to be with them. Say, God is with me. God. Say it again. God is with me. God. God's with you. God's with your family. And just like Joshua came to the conclusion, he said, as for me and what are we going to do in 22. We're going to serve the Lord. We're going to serve the Lord. Let's go on. Verse 20, oh, man, i, I got to get down to 32. We just said 23. <laughs> he said, "For this very night, an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood before me. I mean, you know, you got angels camped about you. I want you to make sure you put the S on to angel. Say, I have angels." Say it again. I have angels. And Paul was saying, this very night, I'm telling you, in that very moment that you need God, in the very moment that your family, in the very moment that you need him on your job, you need him on the highway, you need him in wherever you are, God will show up. Paul is saying, this very night, an angel of God to whom I belong, he says, say, I belong to God. You know what? In 2022, please don't be ashamed of who you are. The Bible says if you are ashamed of God, God will be ashamed of you. Let everybody know that you belong to God. Let everybody know that you are a child of God. Because the only reason I believe people don't let people know that they're a child of God is because they're not living like children of God. When You're living the life. Nobody is perfect on this earth. But when you are doing everything that you know to do from the will of God, you let it be known. You can shout it from the mountaintops. I belong to the Lord. Say it again. I belong to him. Belong to him. That angel knew that too and was sent by God to help him. And he said, this very night an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood before me. Next verse, please. And when that angel stood before him. Hallelujah. He said something. I think this is the the crust of what 2022 has to be for the body of Christ. You read it, say it out loud. See what you see up there? What did the angel say? What did the angel say? But there is coronavirus, but there is cancer, there is inflation, there is high gas prices. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Paul, you must stand before Caesar, and behold, God has granted you all those who are sailing with you. At this altar yesterday, I could just see your faces. God says, Every one of them will be protected. Amen. I don't know about you. I'm tired of funerals. Somebody asked me, "Said, did you watch so-and-so's funeral? There was a televangelist. They said, no, I didn't watch nobody's funeral. I'm tired of funerals. I want to watch Junior grow up come the man of God that I know God wants him to be. I want to see a newborn baby girl from Maui and Denise and growing up in the admonition and the nurture of God. I want to see those who are old get older and wiser and be like Simeon was and said, I'm not going nowhere until I see the face of God. Don't be afraid. He says, you must stand before Caesar. Folks, you, I realize that this is a year I got to preach things that, how I many of you know when you preach things that people don't want to hear, they get upset with you? Yeah. You preach things that the government don't want to hear, they'll look for ways to persecute you. Yeah. But you must preach what God has given you to Preach. You must teach what God has given you to teach. And you must reach those that God has given you to reach. And God said, I have gave these to you to reach them, Paul. They're going to see miracles. They're going to see signs. They will lose the ship, but they won't lose their life. They got something on your life that will help them to know that you are a child of God. How many of you know that when the ship wrecked and they were on the beach, made a fire, looked over there and saw a viper land on Paul? And they all thought to themselves, surely he's going to die now. And all Paul did was what? Shake it off. Somebody get up and say, I'm just shaking off the dust of 2021. Because in 2022, I'm going to be all about you, Jesus. Paul is all about Jesus. Well, there was some stuff that landed upon you in 2021. There were things that came that, yes, their intent was to destroy you. But God came that you might have what? Life. And that you might have a what? The Bible says, shake the dust off. Shake the dust off of yesterday. Because this is a new day. This is a new season has holy ghost power and holy ghost promises that's coming your way in 2022 sit back down because i got to get you there and help you to understand why i'm talking about anchor and i'm gonna give you a couple of anchors that i believe that god wants you to have in 2022 let's go now so this angel says don't be afraid ships are going to be lost but the people won't be lost sometimes like you saw in Boulder, colorado was talking to my brother-in-law, rather, he lives in Colorado Springs and he says, I've been there. He, 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 he works for FedEx and he says, not FedEx, but UPS. And he says, I, I've been to that neighborhood. He says, the, uh, anybody know what, if I say Potomac, what kind of, what do you think about it when I talk about Potomac, Maryland? <laughs> well, mansions. He says, that's what that neighborhood was. But in a moment, a fire came through in all those houses. You see nothing but a foundation. You don't even see any frame standing. You just see nothing but a foundation. And it was just a moment. But you know what? No life was lost. No life was lost. So you may see some things go away. Life is in his hand. Let's go to the next verse real quick. Real quick. Therefore, keep up your courage, men. Therefore, Rainbow Family Christian Center, keep up your courage. For I believe... you Remember C.C. Winey's song a few moments ago? I believe. I believe that God... I believe God... That it will turn out... Exactly as I have been told. What have you been told in the book? Well, you got a book, don't you? What have you been told in the book? What have you been told in the book? The book told me... No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. What does your book do? Have you been in the book? The book says... You should be blessed. The book says you should prosper and be in what? Good health. Even that soul has prospered. Everybody would want to say to you, have a new year. Have a prosperous new year. But you might want to say, what did the book tell me? And the book told me, that's what God desires. The book told me, my God shall supply all of your needs." according to his glory by Christ. See, what is Paul saying to the church? What's Paul saying to this group of people? He's saying, I've been told something. And I believe. Anybody in here believe this morning? I believe. I believe God. I believe God. And Paul is saying to this assembly, I believe God. See, folks, you are not going to know what to believe until you get into the Word. This is why I'm trying to go once again. I encourage you, do not let your 2022 be week by week in no Bible study. Join me at 12 noon. Oh, I work, Pastor. I'm about jump on for a half hour. Oh, I can't take lunch at 12 o'clock, okay, 7.30 p.m. Can you jump in on that 7.30 p.m.? Myself and the ministers of this house, we will be teaching God's Word. Oh, I can go and find a bunch of teachers. Yeah, First Corinthians talked about that. It says you can heap up to yourself a lot of teachers. But you might want to understand the value of what God is talking about, about spiritual fathers over your life. Everybody is, uh, even on TV, they're going to say, be a partner, be a partner. I look for the word partner in the Bible, and I found it one time. It was in the time where God had told Peter and his his followers to cast their net to the other side. You know what the Bible says? They caught such a large amount of fish, a large drought. That's what they called them—a draught, rather, D-R-A-U-G-H-T. He caught a large draught of fish, and it was so much that the ship was sinking. How many of you would like to see some ship sinking wealth coming your way? Boat sinking wealth coming, net breaking wealth coming your way. And that's what's happening with them. That God, God, when God blesses you, it'll, I mean, it'll make your ship sink. It'll make your net break. And then they said, and they had to call for their partners. And that spoke to me. Volume. A partner is somebody that you can reach right out to right away. Some of you what you call partnership is not really partnership. And I believe God's going to deal with that in the body of Christ because it's not really partnership. Because when you need that person the most, you're not going to find them. You were just, a, you were just an offering, you weren't an individual to them. How many of you have ever been in places where you're just a number? You, just are not, you know it. You know you're in there. Some of you have been to medical appointments, and you know you're just a number. Some of you have perhaps went to the NBA. Oh, Lord. You know you are just a number. God doesn't want you to just be a number. God wants you to be in a relationship. This is why I, I, I keep saying the local church, everybody needs to be a part of a local church because the local church is where God's going to connect you to family. Where when you are going through something, you can reach out right away and say, help. Because that's what they had to say, help. Our boat is sinking. And there are times where you feel like the boat is sinking, and you need to be able to call somebody and say, help. That's where your local church. That's where your local church. You have to be, those of you are watching, you need to be a part of a local church. You need to be in a place where you're in a, in a relationship. Therefore, keep up your encouragement, for I believe God. I believe God. Let's go to verse 26. We're trying to get down to verse 32. But we must run, but we must run aground on a certain island. That's just speaking of the fact that ship is going to wreck. We must run aground on a certain island. God's got a place for you to land. When you feel like you're under a severe attack, God's got a place. We must run aground on a certain island. We're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. 22 is I. that God's put us on. It's a season that God's put us in, and we're going to be all right. Let's go ahead. In the next verse, please. But, 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 but when the 14th night came, as we were being driven about in the Adriatic Sea, about midnight, the sailors began to surmise that they were seeing some land. Land hoy. Everybody's looking out. We've been out there on the sea, drifting. We've been out on the sea, just rocking and reeling. We've been out there, stomachs are getting queasy, and we're losing and abandoning hope. But now they can see some land. Let's go on a little bit further. They took surroundings, or soundings, rather, and found it to be 20 fathoms. A little farther on, they took another sounding and found it to be Fifteen. Do you understand what you're 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 hearing here? It was pretty deep. It was pretty. But as they keep progressing, things are getting what a little more shallow. Somebody says, "I'm about to step over into holy ground." What is God telling you? It may seem like we were in a deep place, a dark place, an un A place that you couldn't get your feet on solid ground. But God said, I'm about to let you grab hold. Your anchor is going to be able to grab hold of something. How many of you know that God is a firm foundation? The Bible says even a tried cornerstone. You're going to get hooked and anchored in the Lord. And so I, I, I just want you to just take some soundings right now. I don't know about you, but I hear a sound from heaven, and that sound from heaven is telling me it's going to be all right, son. It's going to be all right in 2022. Let's go for it now. 29, verse 29. Fearing that we might run aground somewhere on the rocks, they cast. Even then, ships had more than one anchor. Say, I'm anchored in the Lord. In I'm anchored in the Lord, and we're, we're talking about being a, So, they cast four anchors from the stern, and which for daybreak. break? Let's go down to verse 30 real quick, and all the way through 32. But as sailors were trying to escape from the ship and had let down the ship's boat into the sea on the pretense of intending to lay out anchors from the bow, let's go on. Verse 31, Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, unless these men remain in the ship, you yourselves cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut away the ropes of the ship's boat and let it fall away. Some things you're going to have to cut away this year. Some, some things that you think you can jump in and that's going to save you, is not going to save you. You're going to have to stay on the ship. How many of you remember how uh, Noah was telling people, get in the boat, get in the boat, get in the boat, get in the boat? Can you imagine people just mocking him because he was saying and probably preaching the same message every day? We're tired of hearing that stuff. Boy, shut up! What's that big stupid thing you building? Nobody's never seen a ark, anyway. The man's gone mad. He's crazy, and a lot of people are saying that about ministers now. They're just mad. They're going crazy. What do they think they? Do? Who do they think they are? And Paul is basically saying you're about to get into something, that you're going to sink in. Thank God for leaders who heard and then just go, went ahead and cut the lifeboats off. How I many of you have know, ever been on the ship and you realize on the side of the ship is a bunch of what? Lifeboats. And, 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 and so they're jumping off, but yet Paul has a prophetic word from God, do not get off the ship, not a soul is going to be lost. Some people jumped ship last year. Some people said, I, I'm not coming to church anymore. And it's not just this church. People, uh, churches everywhere. If I could have had a, a congregation of pastors that stood before you today, many of those pastors would have said this same thing. They would have said, I, I, I don't know where some of my sheep are. They're gone astray. There are people who are back in the world like they've never been before. I'm I surprised that there are Christians out there. Do you know that they said uh, alcohol sales went up by 22% during COVID? went up by 20-plus percent in 2020 and a greater percent in 2021. What were people doing? I'm going to eat, I'm going to drink, and I'm going to be merry. There's a spoof movie on it. I call it the spoof movie. It's on Netflix right now. And and, and it has people like Tyler Perry in it. It has a a number of people. And, and, And the essence of this movie is about the world is coming to an end. But you know what? in the movie, the essence of it is that nobody's paying attention. Matter of fact, they, they're giving them an estimate of six months where this comet is going to crash into the earth and the whole world is going to be affected. And you know what they're doing? Uh, there's a spoof of, a, of a Bezos and, 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 and um, Elon Musk in there because they said, oh yeah, <laughs> we'll be able to survive. We'll be able to just have our place out there in space. How many of you know when people thought that they could have their place in space, there came something called the Tower of Babel, and God said, I don't want you up here. I need you down there doing the assignment that I have called you to do. Folks, there's an assignment for us. There's a great commission in 2022 for the body of Christ. And we need to be about our father's business. So Paul... Encourage those leaders. Cut off those lines where people are going to jump in. And there are people who jumped into stuff. They jumped into stuff that they shouldn't have jumped into. And some jump back into the world and they're saying, I'm just going to eat them and drink them and be merry. How many of you let Christians drink? That's not true. Christians don't. People who pretend to be Christians do, though. I, I will never forget. I bought a newspaper in Rome, we were in Rome, and they had an English translation of an Italian newspaper. So I said, I hadn't been able to get any news, and, and so let me just read. And The first article there they had of a, uh, uh, of a Catholic priest who said he was going to go into the bar so that he could evangelize. I had a person here in our church one time that felt that's the best old pastor to evangelize. Anybody remember when you used to go to the club? What could you hear? (laughs) I mean, you come out, and if you didn't have earplugs, man, you would see a bounce in the next day. And some of us, we were in what we call the disco era. Man, I come out sometimes, I had to stop because my eyes had to get focused because all those crazy lights are all over the place. And you know what? I look around right now, and that's what people think they need to bring to church. I need a lot of twirling all around, I need a lot of smoke, I, I, I need a lot of blast. It ain't going to last. It's not going to last. You're going to have to have the genuine thing. You're going to have to have Jesus. 2022 is, a, a, is about returning to your first love. I don't know how you came to Christ, but I know how I came to Christ, and I came because I knew I had an experience with God. I knew I had heard the word of God. I knew that God was real. I knew that God was working in my life. I knew that God wanted a change to come about in my life. God wants change in this world. God says, "I don't want you to conform to what the world is." I literally need you to be what transformed. I need you to be a new creature. I need old things to pass away from your life, and uh, behold, all things will become what brand new. You have a new and a better way. You have a new and a better covenant through the Lord Jesus Christ. I didn't. My change didn't come because what I was reading from books. There was a book. This book. Somebody raise your Bible up and says, this book changed my life. This book is still changing lives. This book is still working on you if you'll get into this book. It's still changing lives and making your life better better. We're old-time preachers, and I went back and I have books by Moody and, 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 and Finney and Spurgeon and, and Truitt, and I even have articles, many articles and many sermons that Billy Graham preached. Voltaire noted and an atheist said, if we could destroy the Christian religion, we must first of all destroy man's belief in the Bible. And folks, there is an active Wave of people trying to destroy people's belief in the Bible. Say, I believe. believe. Say it, I believe. See, you got an anchor. This is to be anchored. You know the story is told where doing uh, the height of communism, you couldn't bring a Bible in. How many of you know that if you went into China, you couldn't bring a Bible in? And though we call ourselves an ally with Saudi Arabia, in the military briefings, if you had to go to Saudi Arabia, one thing that you couldn't pack in your luggage was this. Against the law. And folks, some of you don't even know this. Even in Israel, this New Testament was against the law. I remember being able to preach in Israel, and I was preaching about uh, salvation and baptism, and there were some children that wanted to be baptized. And the pastor said to me, Pastor Drummond, if you baptize them, the authorities here in Israel will lock you up. That shocked me. I was in Tel Aviv. And he said, but we can go out to the water. And where the baptism took place was in the Mediterranean. And I stepped into the Mediterranean with children who wanted to be baptized. Folks, we were were literally meeting in secret. I was in what you and I would call an automobile dealership. They sold Nissan cars in it. But in the upper level, I call it an upper room, we preached the New Testament. Children who were receiving Jesus Christ would be ostracized, would be kicked out. Look, we still have people where Christ walked, talked, bled, and died, who still don't know Jesus. And who created laws at one time that if I preached the New Testament, okay with the old because they're stuck there and they're stuck there saying well the Messiah is coming but I want to tell you the Messiah has come and he's coming again somebody says he's coming again he's coming again he is coming again and you need to be ready For the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is why you cannot be slack in what you're doing in your homes. You cannot be slack in what you're doing in your day-to-day living. You must be about your father's business. You cannot just settle for being a Sunday morning Christian. This is something that you are 24-7. He says, who I am. You ever heard Sister Whitney sometimes singing a song? It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. We're talking about, I don't care what the world offers you to compromise, you declare, I'm a child of God. Do you realize that at one time they told Paul, we won't whip you no more if you just shut up. And they had whipped him five times. <laughs> and Paul Probably scratched his head and said, "Who do you think I ought to follow? You or God?" It's kind of like my sister talked to my daddy about eating all of that pork sausage. My daddy loves sausage. He eats it every morning. He cooked grits, sausage, and instant coffee. Look, but that's what he likes. Sanka hands mix. This Pat used to encourage him because she'd make me stop in North Carolina on the way down and buy daddy sausage. He would love it. He said, Love it. I said, Daddy, you love Pat more than you love me. And my sister said, Daddy shouldn't be eating all of this stuff. And they said, You, how many people like to appoint you to do stuff? You ought to talk to him. And my daddy set me straight that morning when I decided to have that talk with him. He said, son, I cooked this. and Before I ever put it in my body, I lift it up to God. And I asked the Lord to bless me. I asked the Lord to keep me. I asked the Lord to order my steps. That time he was in his 90s and he says, And the Lord has been that way to me all this time. So who do you think I ought to listen to, you or the Lord? I left it alone. I said, Daddy, I think I have a piece of that sausage too. (laughs) I'm not telling you to get high blood pressure. I'm telling you this. When you are consulting, truly consulting the Lord, some of you don't consult the Lord about what you eat and God's trying to tell you what you eat is killing you. But when you consult the Lord about it, and the Lord says it is okay, it's okay. But make sure you're consulting the Lord. Don't be just telling me I'm from the south or I'm from the wherever and I can eat this. No, you can't. And you ought to stop that foolishness. Some of you are not taking care of your temple. You are in the hospital. You are in the doctor's office. You got more medicine on your shelf than the pharmacist. But let me tell you about my daddy. No medicine. No hospitals. The only time I saw my daddy in the hospital was two months before he went home to be with the Lord. He was only there for two days. So I told my sister now take me home take me home and then finally he could say to me son God's taking me home I'll probably leave here before you leave here he was talking about my transition from South Carolina back to Maryland in terms of leaving here and he did But that's consulting the Lord, and I I don't want to give you an outage by what I just said about my dad eating pork. I I, I want you to know some of you shouldn't be eating any pork because God's trying to tell you it's killing you. But you are okay running your temple like that because you like it. You are okay with your flesh being in control rather than the Spirit of God. I'm talking to you about my dad from a point of the Spirit. He's consulting God. He's praying. He's not just being the big bad daddy and I can do what I want to do. He's saying, I felt like God has shared with me, son. It's okay. Make sure it's God. Don't just do anything and say, okay, I I heard pastor say, I heard this one say, I heard that testimony. Shakespeare was a writer. But I don't know about you, I wasn't reading Shakespeare when I got saved. Reader's Digest. I'm not sure they even print Reader's Digest anymore, but I used to love to read the Reader's Digest. And in the best condensing little book ever, I like books that can summarize. When I work with people, I always have the tendency to want to say to them, condense what you're trying to say to me. Summarize what you're trying to say to me. If you're asking me something, ask me in the fullness of it. Don't ask with a leading question. Just tell me, I want you to do this because I'm about to do this. In my military writing, they would say, whatever you want, ask for it in the line one. And that's how I've learned. I, I've learned over the years, I, I don't want to sugarcoat stuff. I don't want to go paragraph after paragraph, and somewhere in the paragraph, you got to find out I wanted something. So say it in the first line. They used to give us in the military, at least in the Air Force, a little, a little book called The Tongue and the Quill. I love the fact, they say, whatever you're saying... Make sure you'll be able to write it and write it very distinctively. In my training about briefings, they said, in your briefing, make sure you observe these two things, A, or three things, A, B, C. I said, well, what is A, B, C? Accuracy, brevity, and clarity. And that's what we ought to be. That's what God wants out of us. And so in all of these books that maybe even have these kind of principles, the most accurate and straight to the point, very clear to me. That's what this book said. It's very accurate. How many want to be saved? He says, Well, this is what you you do. You confess with your mouth, you believe with your heart, and thou shalt be saved. That's like ABC, isn't it? But sometimes people say, Well, that that's that they too simple. Don't complicate it. You don't have to get it twisted. Well, I gotta see something. I gotta experience something. All you have to do is say, I believe. 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 See the Bible. I love the Bible. The Bible was written in the background of different cultures. And I think about this, having traveled to Egypt, and knowing a little bit about their culture, the cosmo. Uh, The cosmogony, as they call it, of the Egyptians and the anthropology of the Babylonians. They believed in a lot of things that even today, I know it mystifies some people. But how many of you know our God is not operating in a mysterious way? So often when you grew up, perhaps you heard a preacher somehow say that God works in mysterious ways. His wonders to perform, but God is revealing. God is the God of revelation. Every time you pick up the book, God is trying to reveal something to you. He's not trying to hide something from you. And in 2022, if you'll see him, God will reveal his will for your life, for your family. In the past, do you know that almost all men believed the earth had some kind of solid foundation? The Egyptians believed that the earth was supported by five pillars, one on each corner and one in the middle. The Greeks believed that the earth was on the shoulder of a giant called Atlas. And if you remember during your time of reading, you would read about this creature who had the whole world. Atlas was not God. The Hindus believed that the earth was balanced on the back of a gigantic elephants the elephant was standing on the back of an immense turtle and the turtle was swimming in a cosmic sea and when the turtle moved it accounted for the earthquakes on the earth yeah people still believe that today but hold up your Bible again and say I believe believe. you got to believe the word of the Lord Whose report will you believe? As for me and my house, we're going to believe the report of the Lord. Isaiah 40, verse 22. Go to that real quick. I know we just came up with Acts 20. And I'm going to let you back for a while. Isaiah 40, And I'm going to give you just four points that I want you to take into 2022. You can study them out. But Isaiah 40, 22. Look at what he says. You heard me talk about all these uh, cultural groups. pillars On the back of an elephant all kinds of theology, but look at what it says. God sits above the everybody read that. God sits above what? God above what? You understand what we're saying? The earth is round. The earth is round. This was written hundreds of years before it was established that the earth was round. Because you know, in your history books, and you read it while you do, that many times people thought the earth was flat, and they thought you shouldn't sail so far because you would probably go off the edge. But hundreds of years before man realized that the earth is round, it was already being spoken of in the book of Isaiah. This is why so often we've got to help not only ourselves, but others to get into this book so that they can know the truth. And the Bible says the truth will do what? Set you free. We're not on the back of an elephant who is on the back of a turtle. We're in the hand of the Lord. Ulysses Grant, who some of you um, remember in your history books and during the wars that took place, here's what he would write. He says, hold forth to the Bible and the great anchor of your liberties. Write it and write the precepts in your heart and practice them in your life. To influence the influence, rather, of this book, we are indebted for all the progress made in human civilization. And to this we must look as our guide to the future. To this, I agree with Ulysses Grant in that statement. Look to this as the guide for 2022. How are we going to make it? We're going to make it because we're looking to the author and the finisher of our faith. In Acts that we read and it talked about they dropped the four anchors. It was a turning point, it was a transition point for me is to give you four anchors that I believe that you can follow this year. One I've been talking about cons- consistently, the Bible. All these words will start with the letter B. The first one that is your anchor is the Bible. You know I could go on for days talking about why your anchor should be in the Bible. Here's this anchor. you Do you focus on the Bible? Everybody say the bride. the bride. Who is the bride? Yeah. We are. Yeah. My wife is, is not hesitant in saying, We are. You're the bride of Christ. Make sure you stay adorned. May you may you stay pure. May you stay clean. May you live holy as God is holy. Because you are the bride of Christ. And he's coming back. You know what the Bible says. The spirit and the bride says what? Come, Come Lord Jesus. You're the bride. You've got a Bible. You're the bride. You're those people that God calls the peculiar nation, a peculiar people, a holy nation. You're the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. You are that illustration that he was giving to us of, about people who were waiting. You know, we talked about the uh, ten virgins and five who took oil and five who took no oil. Make sure that in 2022, you are just getting the oil of God's anointing in your life. Amen. Amen. Don't be pretending like they did. You know, when the hour cometh, you, there was a group who said, our oil has run out. That was a lie. Because the Bible immediately told us in the very beginning, they took no oil. You can't say to me, your car ran out of gas when you didn't even have gas in it. You cannot say Jesus abandoned you and you never even asked Jesus to come in. Ask him to come into your heart. Ask him to come into your 2022. Ask him to come into your life. Ask Jesus be your everything so you've got the Bible you are the bride, here's the third anchor the blood ushers I need you to position yourself so that we can take communion, the blood the blood if anyone came in I know that when you were coming in they were handing out the communion elements but if you don't have one you just raise your hand right now and they'll bring you one because we're going to receive communion. But look, everybody say my Bible. My Bible. I'm the bride. I'm the, bride. The, blood the blood of Jesus. How will you overcome in 2022? It's already written. You'll overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. What are you testifying? You've been through some tests. I like it when, when one songwriter says, you don't have a testimony until you've gone through a test. That's where you get the word. Testimony. And Paul was showing us these people went through a test, didn't they? On New Year's Eve, I preached from James chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, and it talks about the fact that you will have trials, you will have tribulation, but God will bring you through them all. God will. God will. He's your fourth anchor for 2022. It's the blessed hope. It's the blessed hope. It's the blessed hope why I said all these started with the letter B it's the Bible it's the bride it's the blood it's the blessed hope what is faith faith is the substance of things get anchored get anchored this year Get anchored in Jesus. My soul is anchored. My soul is anchored in the Lord. There's a song, Elizabeth. It's called "My Soul Is Anchored." While we're receiving communion, some of you know it. I believe you'll need to stand and just sing it to the glory of God because you know it. Some of you, young people, you never heard it because a lot of times we don't we don't sing some of the anthems and the old hymns. We, you all elevation worship you're all hillsong you're all in a place and none of that is wrong don't get me wrong that that's somehow pastor saying that's wrong i'm just saying there's more to be added there's more to be added there's more to be added so if you've got your communion elements this morning i want you to just take them out. If you those of you who have fingernails i don't have fingernails i cut them off just about every day it's hard to get that little silophone up, but uh, you know why we do this, for your safety. You know, years ago, we used to pass a, a plate around with the bread in, but some of you would dig in your nose and then reach in the plate. And we had to stop that. You have been in environments where everybody would drink from the same cup, and you realize that during the advent of what we call uh, HIV, and we realized that wasn't the most safest practice, and this is why these types of uh, little apparatus developed. And I know sometimes the way they seal them and pack them may seem like an inconvenience to you, but it's all right. And even if you have to ask your neighbor, you always see one of the ushers or, uh, or one of the elders or, or, or Uh, as we call them armor bearers from time to time, they will come and help pastor out. And I'm saying to you, if you ever need help with this little cup that seems inconvenient at the time, just ask. and Somebody will help you. They'll open it up for you. But when you open it, it has these little elements that uh, represent, and I like to always emphasize this word represent, this little bread represents something that's unleavened when you talk about something that's unleavened you're talking about something that didn't rise you remember when the children of Israel had to leave Egypt in a hurry they had to eat unleavened bread but how many of you know that one day what seemed that it wouldn't rise rose again and we're talking Jesus now When you eat the unleavened bread. You have to know Jesus rose again. What may seem to be flat in your life. Flat in your marriage. Flat in your family. Flat in your finances. Flat. Say "I I will rise. I will rise. And so God says remember. What looks dead. Will rise again. Lord we thank you this blessed hope that we have and we take this bread honoring the Lord Jesus Christ take the bread together church this cup very sacred is what it represents and the sacredness of it is because it represents the blood of Jesus the Bible tells us our sins would never have been washed or cleansed had it not been for the blood of Jesus His blood, the word tells me, has washed all of us whiter than snow. And in 2022, let's stay that way. Let's stay pure. Let's stay holy. In 2022, don't wait just for the first Sunday to come to Rainbow to take communion. Take it as often as you can. Get it and allow it to be one of the things that you do in your life. That you and your family perhaps do together. More than just on Sunday when you come here. Because the Bible says, as often as you do this, a lot of times I think the church may be responsible, and I'm talking about in the entirety of the Bible of Christ, of getting the church to think that the only time you could do communion was if you came before the priest. Was well, Jesus before any priest? But he was the high priest. He was the high priest. And he was instituting something to his disciples, and he says, you do it now. And as often as you do it. You will show that you remember God and what He's done for you. Let's take the cup again. that song up so that they may learn. I don't know if you could ever find words to it, but my soul is anchored in the Lord. Everyone stand. We're going to go through a part of this song together because in the scriptures, when I read about Jesus doing communion with His disciples, and it says they went out with a song. We often have gotten so accustomed to going out with a benediction. But the Bible says they went out with a song and this is what we want to do in 2022 and throughout the course of 2022. I want to go out with a song. Lift it up. In my life And sometimes it's hard to tell the night from day Still there hope That lies within us, as I keep my eyes upon the distant shore, sit, place that he has prepared. But if the storm don't cease, and if the wind keep on blowing, my soul anchored in In the Lord. Come on, church, let's get anchored in the Lord in 2022. The storm raging in my life. We're talking COVID. We're talking cancer. We're talking about all these things that you just see keep raging in the earth right now. But we're not moved by any of these things hope within just be a reassured a blessed assurance Jesus is mine the distant shore I know he'll lead me safely to that blessed place he's prepared yes he has yeah. Even don't cease, even O oh King, if you don't release us Keep on blowing in my life My soul Anchored in. In the Lord. Come on, look at your neighbor. Says, My soul's been anchored. You're going to be tossed by the waves and the currents that seem so fierce. But this one thing. Thank you, Jesus. Steadfast. Unmovable. despite Despite what's happening in this world, my soul is anchored. The storm. We're not worried about it. The winds keep on blowing. My somebody shouted, "My soul been anchored in in the Lord, in the Lord, in the Lord." My soul, my soul, my soul has been anchored. What? You got your Bible, you're the bride, you got the blood, you've got this blessed hope. My soul's been anchored. My, my soul's been anchored, church. My soul's been anchored. My soul's been anchored. My soul's been anchored. Soul's been anchored. Soul's been anchored. Soul. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Breakers may dash. I shall not hold me fast. I know the day. Clouds in the sky. I know it's all right because Jesus is my soul. My soul. Hallelujah. Go out, church. Be a great light for the Lord Jesus Christ because your soul has been anchored in the Lord. God bless you. We love you. Happy, happy new year to all of you. Thanks again for joining us today. Here at Rainbow Family, our mission is to love God, love people, and change the world. If you would like to partner with us in any way, we encourage you to visit our website, at rainbowfamilychristian.org.